What's up, guys? This is another edition of our Family Fitness Fund podcast. Um, I'm joined today by the Lake County Woman of the Year, Anna Day. Is that, is that what everybody calls you? Uh, you're the first, but I like it. <laughs> um, I just made that up. but uh, um, So I wanted to um, get you on here to talk a little bit about um, business and then kind of your fitness journey. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, Anna, she uh, owns... So it was up till last night uh, five businesses. Yeah, five. Yep, five. Pretty much, yes. Five. Okay, <laughs> so it was two clean eats. Yep. Two smoothie kings. Yep. Um, the newest one I thought was the yard. Yes. And I had this thing out. I was going to ask you like, um, what is uh, next for you? And then all of a sudden, like <laughs> as I'm writing that, it's like, hey, we just uh, partnered with Barrio to join in. So probably by the time this podcast comes out, you'll probably have something else too. So. <laughs> Um, staying busy. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, cool. So real quick, um, just to kind of get to know who you are and stuff, um, where did you grow up, high school, what college did you go to? Yeah. So I'm from here. Uh, I'm, I didn't go far from the nest. I grew up in Concord Township, went to Riverside High School, um, and, uh, and then, you know, after college, stayed in this area. I went to the University of Toledo, uh, got a degree in business, and they have a professional sales program there, so I was really into that. And uh after college, I went out into outside sales, and it was a career that I kind of like put a lot of pressure on myself to really thrive in. Like, you know, I I felt very confident that I was supposed to really be something in this career, and uh, and I I really didn't like it. I was really unhappy. I found yeah. myself driving a lot. I didn't have a lot of coworkers that I went in. Well, I had none because I we didn't have like a hub office in my territory. I was in the central Ohio territory, so. Um, I just, I, I really started to kind of see myself struggling in a career that I really thought I was destined to be very successful in. And that was, uh, to be honest, a real low for me. And um, so in 2012, uh, ended up having the opportunity to switch gears and go into entrepreneurship at that time with my dad, um, with our Anytime Fitness, which was the first business I opened uh, 10 years ago. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so then that brought me back to Concord Township and here I've been ever since. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. So... Anytime fitness, I was curious. So, um, I always thought you owned it. So your dad, you and your dad both owned it. Absolutely, yeah. So that was at that point in my life. I think I would have been twenty five because it was ten years ago. So I, you know, had all the you know drive and the work ethic and the sure. grind of a twenty five year old that wants to make something of themselves, but none of the capital. Yeah. So I did a lot of research on, and at that point in my life, I know you'd mentioned kind of my fitness journey. That was when I was really heavily into fitness. I think now looking back on it, I can see it was sort of my like happy place. Cause yeah. I wasn't really happy in my job. And I, I was in a city where I didn't know anyone. So the gym was like my place. I would go there before work and after work and I just loved it. And yeah. so I wanted to open a gym like yeah. most fitness people do like, wow, I love this. This right. is my thing. Yep. So um, I started looking up franchises and obviously a lot I just knew were like absolutely not an option, just like the bigger concepts or like the more, you know, but in Anytime Fitness was a smaller concept, a smaller footprint, you know, a more affordable franchise option. Mm -hmm. So I put together like a presentation. I, I went, I drove home to my parents and I told them why I thought there was a hole in the market in Concord because at the time, 10 years ago, there were no 24 hour gyms in yeah. Lake County. Yeah. In fact, there were like no damn gyms in Lake County. Like right. this is before there were CrossFit gyms, before there was Orange Theories, before Planet Fitnesses, before a lot of the boot camp clubs we see, like just really before there was much of anything. Right. Um, and, and I recognized it because I would come home from 
school like breaks and have like no gyms to go to because yeah. like you know the one <laughs> would close it on Sundays at three and then you know the other you know wasn't twenty four seven or whatever it was so sure. anyways um my parents were are like low risk people a teacher and a businessman that were like <laughs> ten years away from retirement at this time yeah. and like just like had their retirement like clean and comfortable and planned and, and here I am like hey do you want to like take a wild like left turn and invest in this and, and invest in me and um and we were very much like a middle class family like not by any means where my this wasn't a big deal to my parents it was a very big deal it was a very intimidating venture for them because they were essentially reallocating all of their retirement money into this instead sure. um but uh, eventually first it was a hard no which is always like a running joke that it was like a hard no for a while <laughs> and then what ended up happening is my dad started getting healthier himself started training for 5Ks. We ran his first 5K together that the, right before we opened our gym, like before we signed to open a gym. And I think in the process of him starting to get into fitness himself, yeah. he kind of started getting more interested in the opportunity. And eventually, obviously, they said, all right, shit, let's do it. And wow. so that was a venture alongside my parents. I was the sweat equity, the one grinding in the gym all day, every right. day. And they were like the investors. And, uh, and so it was a really great partnership with my parents for... Uh, almost nine years, and then we kind of, you know, decided, hey, it's been a really good run. Yeah. That gym will always be my baby and, like, my first, you know, sure. the thing that taught me everything, but uh, just kind of the right time, so we sold it yeah. last year. That's awesome, man. That's, that's great. You always uh, start a business hoping to sell it one day, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I, it's not something <laughs> I had on the, like, horizon initially yeah. with it, but after COVID, and be, to be honest, I just saw my future. I kind of saw myself having this like drive to, to grow and grow and grow. Sure. And I was so much the like in-gym operator yeah. at any time. I just didn't see a, a, a way I could still own that gym and not be the one in there all the time. Yeah. And I just, you know, I kind of like laid my bed so I, in that business. And, and in, again, in a good way, I, I love the way like my journey kind of unfolded with any time. But in my other businesses, I'm not the operator in them I'm more right. the work on it versus in sure. it and so that's kind of another reason it was like just the right time to, to change change uh yeah. change our game plan but um but yeah I still always will love that time fitness so much so you know, important to me. me I know I know all about yeah I bet the gym. Yeah, I bet you do <laughs> but uh yeah I think what's hard with like uh uh the fitness business is that it is one of those things where um, you get very emotionally invested with it yes. you know, with all the people and stuff like that and you've helped a lot of people and it's kind of helped you you know so I totally understand that. That was definitely a hard thing to do, but um, I'm sure it was the right thing. And then um, from there, did you, you were a trainer there? You were training people and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So did you do personal training, group fitness, a little bit of both, or did you do a little bit of everything? Or? Well, so I was only, a per I did personal training only for probably like the first, I can't remember now, maybe five years. And then that was sort of when we saw like the boom in like the group fitness environment again. Because if you think of, if you remember back, like, 2012, like group fitness was not a thing. Right. The only time people were doing that was like Zumba, which was like an older, primarily female demographic that would right. do like fitness in a group, um, sure. you know, environment. And then we started to see CrossFit and we started to see Orange Theory. We started yeah. to see um, uh, like some of these really cool sites. We don't really have a lot of them here, but like the, um, you know, the cycle franchise concepts that have come out. So yeah. it, um, Soul Cycle. Yeah. Soul cycle or, yeah. So we start seeing this being like a trend in the fitness industry where people are going, hey, you know what? The motivation of other people helps me and I don't have to be, 
you know, in this specific demographic of women who love Zumba to enjoy a group fitness environment. Yeah. I can be a badass that lifts heavy weight. And the women who do Zumba are also badass, but, <laughs> um, but you get what I'm saying. It kind yeah. of opened. So that's when at Anytime Fitness, we kind of recognized like, Hey, if we want to stay relevant, we need to at least have an offering. So that's, we actually built a 1200 square foot addition on our gym. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That so that cool. we could offer it. And then Anytime Corporate, since we're, we were franchised, they created programming for it. So so at that time, I got into doing both. So I was a group. I did group fitness at any time, and I did um, personal training. Um, and then eventually, as life got crazier, I had to kind of step away from both. Yeah. So did you uh, like what primary uh, primary methodology did you use for like training people? Was it like powerlifting? Was it like a little bit of everything? Was it? Uh, you know what? When I started, I had such a narrow scope of what fitness was because I was a <laughs> bodybuilder back then, yeah. and I had been trained that way. I mean, when yeah. I started. I never lifted a single weight till after college. Yeah. I lived in the rec center in college, lived there on the treadmill. Right. I ran, it's so funny if I yeah. look back, for in college I ran six miles in one hour every day. I would go at a 6.0 pace. I never even thought like, what if I changed my pace? Or like, what if I went a shorter distance at a higher speed today? Like it was, the. it's so comical, the lack of variance. I would go to the gym. Right. I went so much. I mean, I, I used to run six miles almost every single day, but it was, I just think it's so funny. Just get on the treadmill, 6.0 pace, 10 minute mile pace, 60 minutes, six miles, no variance, no improvement, <laughs> no, no like, Hey, maybe today I should try 6.1. Yeah, right. So it's just so funny. Um, but that was my comfort zone back then. Then yeah. after college, I ended up hiring a personal trainer at a big box gym. Cause I, like I mentioned, I didn't know anyone. I didn't really have any thing to do. And she really opened, she and he, I had a female and a male trainer that are, I still, um, you know, follow and, and, and support to this yeah. day. And they like kind of opened my eyes to like, Oh my gosh, weightlifting is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I love this. Like, I'm so, this is so cool. And I got really, really into it. And so long story short, you know, you, you, you know what you know. And at that point in my life, yeah. all I knew was back day, chest day, yeah, right. leg day, arm Splits, day. Yeah. So here I am training a 55 year old woman that just wants to lose weight. And I'm like, today's <laughs> bicep and tricep day. She's like, okay, whatever. I don't know. But it's so funny. Like, you know, how you grow. And now I look back going like, that was like the completely not appropriate. I mean, she's still got a great workout. That's great. But is that the appropriate way to train someone you only get for 30 minutes twice a week that has a weight loss goal? No, they don't need muscle group segmentation. They need a a full body approach to fitness and, you know, getting their heart rate up and a lot of things that CrossFit promotes. So, you know, as I, I grew as a trainer, you know, with knowledge in this industry. And and so I would approach my clients unique to, as you should as a trainer, unique to their, what their goals are. But I, I had some powerlifting clients. I got really into powerlifting for a minute there. Um, you know, but I was always more a student of that sport than like a teacher. I mean, I I could teach someone the basics, you know, but as soon as someone really started to want to grow within that sport, I would kind of recommend them elsewhere. I feel like I just wasn't, I was still, I did it for years, but I just always felt like I was still kind of more of a student of that sport than, um, ready to really, uh, you know, I didn't take on any education to really feel like I should be the one leading them if they got really into it. Yeah. But, uh, but a little bit of everything. I've tried, at least tried everything there is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. Is you were saying that you uh, were training that woman with, like, bodybuilding or whatever. But I was, like, my background's like, sports performance stuff. Like, I worked at Splayer. So I was, like, really, like, diving deep into sports performance stuff. Yeah. And there was this lady. She was, like, I was training for a long time. She was, like, 55 or something like that. And I had her doing, like, this thing that for, like, pitchers or whatever. It was, like, a Turkish get-up with, like, a rotation. They needed drive external. And I remember the lady was, like, uh... Hey, uh, I don't think I should be doing it. My shoulder's really. I'm like, no, you need to get this uh, shoulder rotation going. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, right. We like, know what we know, and, then, and yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, 
it's no, it's, it's, you just kind of have to grow. You, you like, yeah, you're, you're used to dealing with people trying to go play baseball at college. And then this, yes. and so, you know, it's, that's so funny. You have those memories where you go, man, I yep. wish I could have read, I wish I could redo that at this session. <laughs> I feel like if you don't though, like, like a year, a year later, if you don't like look at, look back and be like, that was kind of stupid, you're probably not growing a whole lot. You know yeah, that's I mean? true. So that's it's fair. Probably, probably the same thing with, with anything, with any kind of business and stuff. Um, so then just with yours, what like fitness competitions have you done? You know, we do, we do a lot of like fitness competitions here. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will do, um, like different competitions and now we're kind of, uh, branching out. Like they started doing uh, Spartan races here. And nice. Ruck challenge. It's just like different stuff, you know, obviously. So. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I've done it all. So I did bodybuilding for five years and I was like a serial bodybuilder. So I think I did like 13 shows in five yeah. years. I, it wasn't, it was actually, I had an unhealthy relationship with that sport sure. and um which I think a lot of people do yeah. and, and, and there are plenty of people who don't um but that was the first time I ever really developed any like disordered eating behaviors because I would restrict to such an extreme yeah. that all of a sudden afterwards I'm now binge eating and like obsessing over food but I had always grown up with a very healthy relationship with food I was never an overweight kid I was always a pretty athletic kid yeah so I kind of always describe that period of my life like I was like in a hamster wheel. I was either dieting like a crazy person or binge eating. And I I realized I got to get out. It's not for me. It might be for other people, but I prefer having a healthy relationship with food where if I'm not hungry, I just don't eat. And if I'm hungry, I eat in a way that fuels me. You know, I don't, I didn't like where it was taking me. Yeah. So I got out of that and I switched gears. I started doing powerlifting and I liked that a lot and I do love that sport but I also loved drip sweat and we just did these low rep schemes long warm-ups you know and I would just leave the gym kind of feeling unfulfilled because oh cool I hit a new one rep max but in the entirety of my workout today I did 17 repetitions like just boring for me after a while and I still love it I would I would do that sport again maybe but to truly be good at it you have to eliminate a lot of the other parts of an exercise routine that I enjoy. Uh, so then that, my, my fitness history is so like ADD, just like me. Cause I went from being a power lifter to the absolute other, the furthest other end of the spectrum, which was trying to do an Ironman. So I go from never jogging a mile (laughs) and training to like, Oh, I should do like seven hours of exercise. So that's what I did. Uh, and to, as you can imagine, like I was very average because it takes a long time to get good at these sports and, you know, wavering your intention every 12 to 18 months doesn't usually yield, you know, really becoming super competent, but I I enjoyed it. And that sort of thing is I've always been pretty average, but try, try hard and and get out there and and do it. So I did a half Ironman and a bunch of other shorter distance triathlons before it. And, and then that's kind of where I sort of I don't want to say hung it up because hopefully my all of my fitness aspirations have not been um, hung up, but just kind of like said to myself, you know, Anna, you got to figure out how to be like so many of your members, I'm sure, that just come every day for their life. Right. It's not always yeah. chasing a dream and chasing, because as soon as the meat comes <laughs> or the, the Iron Man comes, I would kind of have this like lull of yeah. like, well, what, what am I doing? Right. And I really wanted to accomplish just a f- lifestyle of healthy choices in that pertain to exercise without an end goal and it's to be frank it's still something i'm working on it's yep. it's i i you know i would love to, i i envy those people that come to the gym every day just because they know that they're better for it yep. not because it's for x yes. end goal so it's a work in progress <laughs> yeah sometimes it's hard to like entertain both of those you know for me as like a trainer there's people that 
um, they just want to come in and sweat whatever move. And there's those people that really have those end goals, and it's it's kind of hard to find that balance of that. But um, I totally understand what you're saying, and that's um, that's pretty cool. I think it's funny that you were like you were running like for 60 minutes in college, and then you went and like powerlifted 17 reps for like an hour, and then <laughs> yeah, it was like such an extreme. So many extremes. So like literally so many extremes. I mean, within six months of me doing you know powerlifting workouts where I would do combined 17 reps, including my warm up reps. Like I was doing like a five hour bike. And like, again, I wasn't really great at either because all of these sports take time, discipline and commitment year over year over year to really see growth. And I've seen that growth from people that I started with in sports that they continued. And I, but I'm never going to be a professional athlete. So I don't really, (laughs) I worry about it too much. It's just what makes you happy. What makes, you know, gives you a healthy lifestyle that, you know, you're getting out there being active. And so, yeah. you know, I may always be, what's the like, jack of all trades, master of none. That's like the best way to describe me in fitness. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you want to get better at free throws, you got to shoot a thousand a day. If yeah. you shoot 10 a day and then you go and uh, work on your dribbling, you're never going to be that great at free throws. Right. right. And I was never that great at free throws, <laughs> <for> Alex. <laughs> uh, so then uh, after that, after your, um, so you, well, you started with clean eats, right? Why, yep. why you still had any time fitness? Yes. That's what I remember. Okay. And that was before the pandemic was for. Yes. And what year was that? 18 or 19? 2018. 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know clean eats, um, I call it like, uh, my diet hack. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, was t- I tell people all the time, like, I'm like, just go to clean eats, go get, uh, 10 meals out of the freezer. So they have like a giant freezer yep. and it's got like 8,000 different uh, meals, a ton of variety, breakfast, lunch. I actually buy my breakfast on Tuesdays there. Yep. Um, so um, it's pretty cool too because you can buy them in advance, throw them in the freezer um, and the, the meals are like awesome, ton of variety and you guys do their, um, you can order them ahead of time. Yeah. So yeah, you can order The ones you order ahead of time are fresh, not frozen. So some people prefer those because they like that they can just put them in the fridge. They're good through the week. Based on when we start our cooking, they're good through that week of pickup. But then we only do six fresh meals a week and some people want more variety. So then that's where the freezer category is a nice alternative. Obviously, those aren't time sensitive because we freeze them. So we offer both. Um, uh, But the reason I got into clean eats, remember how we're talking about my bodybuilding journey? Like I was in this like restrictive, restrictive. And then I, you know, and then I found clean eats. And Clean Eats' methodology, I love diet hack because we have like no off-limits foods. So right. we don't preach like if you want to be healthy, you have one and only one option. It's going to be eating asparagus, broccoli, chicken, brown rice, plain oatmeal, you know, and tilapia for the rest of your life. Because I tried that and right. for me, it created disordered eating behaviors. Sure. You know, I could do it and I would do it. While I would go to bed, like looking at pictures of food, waiting, thinking three more weeks, three more weeks, like what a weird, like, yeah. so it didn't work unhealthy. for me, unhealthy, yeah, uh, you know, relationship yeah. with food. Well, clean eats was like, Hey, my macro breakdowns are not that different with clean eats. Like I'm still looking at, you know, 385 calories, 27 grams of protein, you know, 35 grams of carbs, whatever it was, 12 grams of fat. Like I, my, I would look at the breakdown of these meals and they weren't that far off from, but, but I would get one ounce of a low sugar barbecue sauce or four right. ounces of whole wheat pasta instead of just always the same, you know, brown yeah. rice or, and so these little, you know, while someone might look at a meal and go, how is barbecue brisket mac and cheese healthy? You say, all right, well, it's one ounce of a lower sugar barbecue sauce. It's one ounce of a low sodium cheese sauce. Are those by inherently healthy? No, let me be frank. They're not inherently healthy, sure. but combined with four ounces of a lean high protein brisket, four ounces of a whole wheat pasta, we can still get you a solid meal that is a good breakdown of macronutrients, calories, carbs, fat, and protein, and you're going to enjoy it and look forward to it. So you're not going to go to McDonald's. You're not going to go, you know, exactly. and, get, and you're going to stick to it. 
bring down your calorie intake to what's appropriate for you. Have the energy because I'm I'm a I'm a big I, I can't stand the low carb thing. I hate low carb. I think because <laughs> I was a bodybuilder and I got very very lean eating yeah. a lot of carbs. I know the like yeah. myth behind this like to be skinny you have to have no carbs. Sure. Um, but, but I always respect people's individual nutrition choices. But for me, I just love that we are balanced and we don't yeah. say like, Hey, there's only three macros, but one of them you should totally eliminate. Sure. Um, so anyways, but that's why I love clean eats is we're not for everyone. There are people that really enjoy eating that like stricter yeah. lifestyle. Although to be honest, we have that option. We offer custom meal planning too, where you can literally tell us I want you know, right. whatever that's what, it is. Yeah, that's why I thought you could do that too. We can do it. And so we've got people that are bodybuilders or just people that really enjoy that, that eating lifestyle and we can support them. But that's why I love clean eats. It was the solution to my, I found a different location in Canton and I was driving down to Canton every week to get meal plan Yeah. because it was kind of, it, I don't want to say it fixed me, but it was the transition from bodybuilding to lifestyle for me. And I was like, Oh, I can stay at a healthy weight. Cause I was my after bodybuilding shows, I would go up thirty pounds. Like when I say I had some serious issues, like <laughs> I would gain thirty pounds in two months. Like that's my, formal. That's I would restriction, you know. And that's not that <laughs> weird in bodybuilding. You I see know. people in their quote unquote off season, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bulking. I'm like, no, you're, you just need to not eat so much. <laughs> so, anyways, but um, but that's that's why I love it, and it's not for everyone, I guess. Um, I, to me, actually, I do think it, it could be for everyone, oh, but yeah. um. But it's just a great way to enjoy your meals, but still have portion control as a as a focus, and always you know high protein. We're really aligned with like the Weight Watchers or if it fits your macros methodology, yeah. which says put some stuff in your meal that you like, but within sure. reason. So that's our thing. Yeah. No. And uh, actually, I had the brisket mac and cheese last week. It was great. I really <laughs> did. I had it, like, it's so good, right? I know good. it's yeah, so yeah. good. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Well, yeah, and then the. The meals are super, like, reasonably priced, too. That's yeah, and affordability is a big thing for clean eats, um, you know, and so we can, they're, like, as low, I think, as six fifty, depending on the quantity you get, and then right. I think as high as, like, eight fifteen. So they're yeah. in that range always, which right. is, you know, for most people, as far as a prepackaged meal concept, it's the cheapest you'll find. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, I think it's awesome. And then, so... You started that, and then you were running that, and then I remember when the pandemic hit, I mean, you and I were talking a lot, and uh, um, it just, uh, the gym game got a little dicey there for oh, a little bit. Oh, gosh, I know. Like, so it was, hard, right? Yeah. Like, with, with our stuff, it was a little easier just because you were smaller group classes, you know, it wasn't as, you know, you, we could kind of control who was coming in and out, which made it a little easier, but for you guys, um, just not really being able to, and I know you guys did a little bit, but it kind of made it made it a little crazy, so. Oh, Yeah. So was that like kind of a big reason you were like, all right, I kind of want to move on a little bit. That, that kind of helped push you that way a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was exhausting. <laughs> I mean, we had a hard time, you know, making any money in 2020, just like any gym owners yeah, did. Sure. I was really lucky that I had diversified because Clean Eats had a great year. Yeah, right. We were prepackaged right. take-home meals and people didn't want to go to busy grocery stores. We would go put it in your trunk, you know, people weren't going out to eat, right. you know. So we actually, that it was, was, probably, it was yeah. so like, we were, I was just so lucky because where my one business really struggled, my other, you know, really helped. But, you know, we offered everyone on our staff that they could stay on their full salaries or go on unemployment because that was a very competitive offering during COVID. But they all got to make the choice and some chose one way and some chose the other, but not one of my employees was left hanging. And so that was, and, you know, we were a mature business that could do that. It's not to say that, you know, most most gyms probably couldn't afford to do that. Not that they didn't, wouldn't want to. It's just that was an intimidating thing. But we had like, five full-time employees at that time you know we had a pretty robust personal training program at the time so um 
So, you know, with taking care of them and not having any membership revenue coming in, you know, no personal training revenue coming in. um, And I think we got like a little bit of rent support from our landlord, but it was just tough. It was so tough. It was exhausting. And then people's expectations of you when we did reopen, were we doing enough or were we doing too much? Was it bullshit that we were mandating this or was it bullshit that we weren't mandating that? And I try to really stay pretty like neutral yes. and it was you can't please everyone it was just yep. it was ex- oh god i know you know it, it was yeah. just exhausting <laughs> no, like i see it on your face you're like having a flashback to like these days but i mean it was a hard year for everyone in every industry there's really no business owner that got a free pass or to be frank any person that got a free pass in 2020 we sure. all it was a struggle but um i don't i don't know i don't know if it pushed me I think that eventually selling the gym was on the horizon regardless um, as my parents got older and, you know, wanted to be re- yeah. essentially retired. Okay. And, yeah, it was, it so, was going that way anyway. Yeah, so like, but yeah, uh, yeah you're, it may have pushed us. To be honest, the thing that's, that really it's, it was tough, to, you know, like, oh, man, we're selling at our lowest point as a business instead of, like, in some of our highest highs. Sure. So that was kind of a – but it was still the right time, and it, and it, yeah. and it worked out. Yeah, no, um, I think what was hard about that was, like, with any business is you're – you were trying to figure out what you had to do for the business to stay open in that, but also do the right thing and the you know for your employees and stuff. And it was a hard balance, Such a hard especially balance. when you didn't know what was going. Like you didn't know if we were gonna never open again until the end of the year or in a month. You know, and that's what I thought. That was what was kind of hard for me. Luckily. Um, you know, and it's like with you at Cleanings too, like you have such a good relationship with a lot of people. Yeah. That they want you to like kind of succeed in that, so they kind of get it. And that's what. You know, kind of what helps when we build build something like that here too. So, so anyway, so you got to the clean eats, and then you sold Anytime Fitness. When was that? 20? 2021. 2021. Okay, that was last year. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, March. Yep. Yeah. And then when you opened up Smoothie King. Yep. So we did the first one. Of course, this is like the funniest thing. I we signed on those two Smoothie Kings in March of 2020. So we signed a franchise agreement for these two Smoothie Kings hours before the entire world shut down. So we were like sitting there and I just have this weird memory where we were sitting in the bank, like finalizing everything. And I, and a woman was coughing to my left. And I remember looking over there and this is when like the COVID thing was just starting to like kind of gain momentum. And I remember looking over there like, I wonder if that lady has COVID. She was like, just kind of having like a coughing fit. And like, I don't know why that memory just (laughs) sticks out of my brain. Cause it was like the universe giving me one last chance to not sign these documents. Like, Hey, a pandemic is coming. This woman is coughing in your face. Uh, it all worked out. It's all all okay. Um, but we we built out three businesses when construction costs were the highest they've been on right. record in like decades. So, you know, could it have been smoother sailing? Absolutely. But we were able to do it. We were able to find a GC that could do it. And so we built out a Smoothie King during the 2020 pandemic. We were one of the, you know, I think people who wanted to find work, we, there weren't a lot of construction going on. So I guess we right. had that going for us. But so we built out one and then that opened in January of 2021. And then we built out the second in August of 2021. So in between those two Smoothie Kings opening is when we sold Anytime Fitness. Okay. So the one in January, that was a Painesville. Correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Painesville across from Giant Eagle. Um, and what was like with Smoothie King? Like, um, did you do a lot of research on different smoothie companies and then, you know, that one was like the best fit or, you know, how did you determine? Yeah. Smoothie King is awesome. I mean, that brand is so cool. They, um... The leadership changed, and the, the new guy that came in, his name's Juan Kim. He's the CEO. He changed everything. So there's so much menu transparency. We have all of the ones with added sugar are on a menu board that says um, "try a treat," or uh, we just they just changed it. It used to say that. Uh, what does it say now? Uh, yeah, try a treat. I think. So um, it used to be take a break, and now I think it's. But my point is like <laughs> transparency. Like, hey, we they're so focused on health. 
you know, yeah. Smoothie King is all non-GMO, all organic, no additives, no artificial flavors, no artificial colorings. They are as clean and mean as it comes. Yeah. They are so fitness and health focused. Yeah. We have like 13 proteins. People go, can you add protein to your my smoothie? I go, oh God. All right, do you want to do this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this yeah, one, right. this one? To be honest, it's a little overwhelming, but it's they are so health and fitness focused. And I know smoothies sometimes get a bad rap because admittedly, they're very rarely low carb sure. because they have fruit as a primary ingredient. Right. But I am not on the remove all carbohydrates from your diet train. Um, and, if, and if someone really wants that, we have keto smoothies, which are going to be higher fat, lower carb at Smoothie King. Um, but we focus on health smoothies and we are the only smoothie company that does that right. every other of our competitors there's added sugar in every smoothie on their menu and i don't mean to speak for other companies that please do your independent research but that is something that was shared with us at our <laughs> full you know, disclaimer full disclaimer <laughs> right you know i hate it but you know and there's nothing wrong with those other smoothie companies everyone has their fit in the market right yeah. you know there are delicious smoothies you can get at other companies that are just intended to be like a yummy kind of treat sure but smoothie king as a at a, at a high level at um you know that's their focus is really healthier lifestyles which is why i believe in the longevity of that brand because they're going the direction that people are going yeah and their commitment to all of those things is why for me it was a no-brainer um i i used to go to smoothie king when i lived in central central ohio and yeah. i was a brand loyal customer so i just sure. i love smoothie king i think that it has a lot of potential to be a great fit in people's lives as a quick convenient option yeah and i like uh i love when i go in there and it's got like the what's your why or whatever the, yeah your it's purpose kind of like, yeah what's your purpose and it's uh it's kind of like inspiring i kind of like that it's cool yeah so they i like it a lot it's cool yeah. um nice so we had the smoothie kings we did two smoothie kings and then you just recently opened another clean eats correct in westlake yep okay so they had two and that's six months you just celebrated that six months. Yeah, we just open? yeah yeah. I was there. I was there on August seventh Wednesday, and I was like, for some reason, the day was like in my seventeenth. I'm like, didn't we open this on February seventeenth? And I'm like, February, March, April, May. <laughs> yeah. I go, oh god, it's been six months already. So yeah, we just celebrated six months. That's what when you're telling me like 2021. I'm going. I'm like, wait, wasn't that like three? Wait, that was a year ago. I'm like, it's like, <laughs> it still feels like it yesterday. Goes, it goes. It goes crazy. So I mean, are you do you struggle to like kind of like balance that out, or do you have people that are running these, or it's kind of seamless and you're just checking in kind of thing yeah I have such good people and I don't yeah. know like it's such a weird thing like I'm like I don't know I don't know I always say I'm just lucky um you know I have really great leaders and I've learned I've you know my skill sets have you know where I learn I learn how to like train these people and how to I didn't delegate so much for so long and then when I started delegating things I started realizing like wow, some of these people I'm delegating to are better at this than I was. Sure. Like, I am not yeah. a master. I'm not better than everyone at everything, you know? Right. I mean, my line cooks, oh my God, to say they're better than me at cooking is the most comical understatement, right? Sure. If they call off and I need to be on the line, like, no one should come to clean these that day. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're so good at their jobs. So, it, you know, I finally had a realization that I never had at any time fitness that, you know, if you want to grow, if you want to, you know, be better, you need to put the right people, you know, like that, like aces in their places thing in your businesses, train them right, you know, make sure that they're okay, make sure you're checking in with them, you know, make sure that they're, you know, I don't, I make sure that no one works more than 40 hours, any, any of my managers, um, yeah. my, at the yard, it's a little different because that's seasonal, so that's the only concept where my managers work more, but my other concepts, you know, we try to really, you know, make sure we take care of them. If they're having a bad day, I always say, you know, if, if they, hey, I need a personal day today, we always make it work. So we do little things. Um, you know, we profit share with our the leaders of our company and make yeah. sure that they, you know, get to, you know, get bonuses and, and things like that. So we, we do some of the things that, that I think hopefully are why we've had such strength with retention and strength with our candidates. But 
Yeah, I mean, I don't run. I don't. I'm not the leader of any of my businesses. I have leaders that yeah. lead, and then I check in and something like when we went out to Westlake on Wednesday, I'm like, everything looks amazing. Everything's like, how's everything <laughs> going? They're like, it's going good. Like they just, they're like, kind of almost like we don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, then we always have a meeting and they they share the you know, and and I'm always blown away. I had brought all this stuff to go over the new menu that's coming out at Clean Eats and. My GM over there in West like already had a binder printed. He was like fifty steps ahead of me, and I was just like, "Okay, well, you know, <laughs> you tell why am I leading? You tell me about what's going on." Yeah. So, anyways, it's, it takes a while to get here, and um, yeah. it's but it's it's a, it's so exciting, and so it's a lot of people yeah. is the truth. And, how uh, it works. and I'll tell you, I know a lot of people that work for you like different things, and they say nothing but like great things. So oh, that's thank good. you. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I want I know you got to go here in a few minutes, so I got a few more things I wanted to add to, uh, ask you about. So. The um, the yard, um, it's a new, it's a food truck park in downtown Willoughby, and uh, we actually just did a event there. Yeah. Did the sweat and sip, and we did, um, you go on the turf, and we did like a little group fitness class, you know, like six minutes, and everybody went to the bar after that. No, it was about 40 minutes, <laughs> but uh, um, everybody had a great time. Um, and we ended up running up a $500 bar tab. And oh, it was how supposed funny. To be 100, Thank so, you, you for know, that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, kind of by accident, but you, you know how that goes. So anyway, uh, so how did that come to be? Was that your idea? Did you jump out with somebody? Um, and um, yeah, I just kind of want to know a little bit about that. So Yeah, so another like really big part of my story is my charity event, which is called the 24 and 24. Yeah. I created it in 2015, and it's now grown to raise over a million dollars for kids battling life-threatening illnesses in Northeast Ohio. So uh, it's, it's really the most incredible and important thing I have ever done and I will ever do. So in that event, I met someone named his, the executive director of the charity. I, this is kind of a long shtick, but... The charity we donate to is A Special Wish Northeast Ohio. If you're not familiar with A Special Wish, not Make-A-Wish, I'm sure that's also a great organization, but A Special <laughs> Wish Northeast Ohio, they're the best charity there is, bar none. I would go on and on for hours about how great they are. So the executive director of that charity, Eileen, has become like family to me over the years because we've been doing this, partnering on this event for seven of the eight years it's existed. And then her husband, Jason, is also a restaurateur. So oh, okay. he had a background in um, in restaurants, and actually he was one of the people that got Barrio started 10 years ago, which is gotcha, also okay. why I'm getting into that project. Yeah. So over the years, he's always said, like, we should partner on something. We should partner on something. You know, you're an uh, entrepreneur in the, in the restaurant industry. I was an entrepreneur in the restaurant industry for a long time. He also had years that he worked at Disney and for the Cleveland Indians and um, in, like, uh, food management and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I always had my own stuff going on. It's always been, me, you know, my first venture was my parents. And then ever since then, it's just me and my husband doing, me and Mike doing the clean eats and the smoothie kings. And I kind of always wasn't sure about a partnership. I know I, I'm a lot, sure. you know, I was like, I don't know how it would go. Yep. <laughs> but he approached me with this concept. So to be fair, the entire concept was his brainchild. He's like, I, I have this idea of this food truck yard. You know, I've been to ones in, in you know, the South where they're more prevalent because it's not seasonal. Right, sure. And he's like, I've been inspired by it and... You know, he's like, you're on the, from the east side, and I think downtown Willoughby would be a great spot. And I am from this side of town, and I'm like, it would be a great spot. <laughs> so Perfect, yeah. I'm like, oh, tell me more, tell me more. So he kind of, you know, started telling me about his ideas and, and what my roles would be in this concept. And um, I just felt confident in it. And so that was my first ever partnership, me and him doing this together. And um, and it's been a huge hit. So it's been very cool to see. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. So if you guys haven't checked that out, definitely check that out. So. Um, that's cool. And then, um, yeah, the 24 and 24, I wanted to go real quick. So, um, it's an event, it's a charity event that we, people do one mile every hour for 24 hours. Yeah. Just one mile and then an hour and then, you know, just one mile at a time on the hour, every hour for a full calendar day. And each person gets their own child and that's who they're kind of like their charity child or their, yes. and, um, 
Um, and it's at the Captain Stadium, correct? Yeah, for the you last, it, the only the first two years it wasn't at the stadium. Okay. It's been at the stadium for three years, three through eight, yep. And you raised, it's been over a million dollars or something, right? Yeah, Total. we're at like 1.15 million total dollars raised since we started. And our first year we raised 13,000, so it was a slow, you yeah. know, it took a while. We, but it's, it's now it's just really turned into this like amazing oh, movement. Yeah. It's so, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, so if you guys ever see that in um, the 24 and 24 um, definitely a good thing to get involved with and then um, you know donate to it. and we've done like events here for some people that were that were running yeah. it so um, it's definitely a cool thing like I know when I run these charity things I'm like hey we raised 300 bucks for the you know well, you know what but that's how it starts you know and <laughs> no, it, I, know, it, it, I, I was the same way it's a, this has just been this one my one stroke of genius is this 24 and 24 <laughs> that, that I'll have in my life <laughs> um, cool so then a couple more things here I was um, so I know a lot of people like struggle with this, but I thought it was pretty cool. You always talk about, um, you haven't drank alcohol in yeah. about eight years or so. Oh, and no, I wish it was that long. No, it's, uh, I think next month is, it's every September that I is, yeah. so it's been, it's six years. So yeah, I'm yeah. about six years. That's, that's incredible. That's great. Yeah. It shows you have a lot more discipline than I do. I <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a big deal for me. It's, it was, a, yeah. it was the right thing and I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not the right thing for everyone. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, I'm sure. literally in the alcohol industry now. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, so sure. everyone, I always respect everyone's decisions uh, yeah. with that. But for me, undoubtedly, without question, I I attribute every success I have had since I made that decision to that decision. Yeah. It was the right thing for me. I don't look back on it at all. I, you know, I feel better. I, I'm a better person without it. So, uh, so yeah, it's something I am very happy to speak to and, um, yeah. and, and I'm proud of cause it, it, it was hard, you know, it's easier to yeah. be like more socially normal if you will. Sure. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, and if anyone else ever feels like, man, I don't know if that's for me. Like I love being a resource to people, um, on sure. my experience, what, you know, and, and whatnot. So it's a big part of kind of like my story, if you will. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Um, and I think it's cool. I know a lot of people kind of struggle with that. And like, you know, like people ask me about dieting and nutrition, how do I get better? And, you know, a lot of times I'm telling them like, you know, we got to, you know, cut back on alcohol because it's kind of, like you said, it's a societal norm and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's super um, impressive that you're you. you able to do that and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, cool. So um, last thing we always ask like a couple different things. So um, what's the, what's your favorite restaurant uh, that you go to around here? Like locally. Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I really love going out to the, uh, besides my own restaurants, obviously. <laughs> the um, yard. <laughs> right, um, I love going, I, I've seen some really great things from the Longos family. Uh, I oh, love yeah. that they do great things for the Humane Society. You know, I'm at the point in my life where I do try to support organizations that I see actively doing, you know, making efforts in the community and doing sure. good things in the community. And it's really easy to do that. Like, I put a post up last year of all of our 24 sponsors. Like my insurance, it's through a 24 sponsor. My realtor is a 24 sponsor. My car I drive is a 24 sponsor. Right. You know, it's so easy to just look at, you know, um, oh, the exterior sign I put on my businesses, a 24 sponsor. They sponsored one year. I go, oh, you do signs? Sweet. I'm building a clean eats in a yard. Do our signs. And, you know, so I just very actively make efforts. And I see in the Longos family did support the 24 last year with the sponsorship and you know, I always see that they do things for the Humane Society. Um, so we go to the Menor Longos a lot. It's kind of our hometown, yeah. like, you know, a good spot. Awesome. They yeah, got this sure. really great cheese on the salads, like a full like, yeah. pizza <laughs> worth of cheese on there. The, the Italian <laughs> salad where it's like <laughs> iceberg lettuce, one tomato, and then like a whole thing of cheese on Delicious. Top. It's awesome. never, it's never, never, it never <laughs> doesn't hit. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And then any restaurants, we just try to go to like nice local places that we see doing good things uh, yeah. in the community. It's, it's always easy to kind of. I don't know, find places that way. Yeah, awesome. No, that's good. And then last thing is what's um like your routine? 
So you're like a pretty successful person. So I was, I don't know, people were like, yeah, I get up at 4.47 a.m. And they know exactly. So do you have something like that or is it more like... Oh, like- I wish. I am like, I am the worst person in... This has been... If you ask me my goal for the last decade, it has been to find a routine. And I did have one back in the day when I was a bodybuilder because you kind of had to. Or I woke up every day and did sure. X, Y, and then Y, and then Z. Um, since then, my life is just like a hectic like ball of just... Today I'm here, there I'm there, and then I'm there, and you know, and and so that's something I I'm I kind of miss about like nine to fives and like yeah. the structure that that allows you to have. Yeah. My life is so not structured, and <laughs> it's hard. I think I would would do better with a structured life, to sure. be honest. Um, you know, the grass is always greener, but uh, so I would love to find that. It's it's something that I I some I kind of feel myself getting closer to finding it. I just never prioritize things like if if the business would need something, that's always going to come first. Over everything, sure. over my own self care, my relationships with my family and my spouse, and it's just like, oh, I gotta do X or I gotta go here, or, or and so with the unknowns that come with entrepreneurship, you just get pulled, right? So I wish I was the person that said I wake up at four forty seven. No, <laughs> some days I wake up at two in the morning to get shit done before my nine a.m. and sometimes I I'm napping in the middle of the day because I haven't slept in thirty hours. It's just so inconsistent and it's a huge opportunity for me. And I think if I can master it, I will. Do be much better for it, but I it's very much a work in progress. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, that's good to hear for people because I know everybody thinks he's successful. Like people, he's got you. Got to have this rigid strict structure. parameters. Yeah. I always see like work life balance things. I'm like, oh my god, I definitely don't have that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> cool. Well, I know you got to go. Um, just for you to take like 30 minutes out of your day, I know how busy you are, so I can't. You know, I appreciate that very much. Um, and you know, I'm super happy for you and all your success and. You've always been super uh, gracious to us, and you know, hope Thank to continue you. that. Yeah, you have been such a wonderful. You're such a like wonderful business owner in this community, and yeah. I same thing. I've heard only the best of things. I remember once I had a member of your gym who lives by me go, "Hey, I would join your gym, but I Alex is the best guy." And I said, "Of course, you know, like that's awesome. It's all about finding your fit." But so same thing. I've heard <laughs> wonderful things, you know, about you for the last gosh like decade in this community as well. So thanks for having me. That's all I uh, needed to hear. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for signing off. <laughs>